Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hey, Becky, what about this beat for your next song? Mm, it's cool, but I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. Got it. What about this then? Mm, it sounds powerful, just like Xfinity. Because its supersonic Wi-Fi has three times the bandwidth, you can connect hundreds of devices at once. <laughs> That's what I call power. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Requires compatible Xfinity gateway. Limited quantities available. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Oh, we got a little little thing going on here today. We got a little... I got to do a little fade there to fix that. Boink. There we go. We fixed that. How's everyone doing today? Hope you're doing well. We, uh, we got a Friday. We got a Friday. Woo! All right. We made it. We made it through the week. All is good. We have two launches this weekend. SpaceX launches. Excited about that. We're going to be doing that on the channel this week. How you doing? Blobby, Debs, Neil's here. We got all sorts of people hanging out. Um, today's going to be a cool thing. Icon, how you doing? Uh, chicken popcorn. Ooh, chicken popcorn sounds delicious. Uh, Batista, how you doing? Gina, uh, white people's not fly to moon. We're supposed to. Gina, actually, in 2024. Uh, which may, may, may. Do, should I should I lighten up? Let's just go really dark, Neil. I hit my my bright lights. That's what I got right now, right there. That's all I got. So <laughs> that's all we got. Yash, how you doing? Um, oh, Yash, how you doing? He's being romantic. No, <laughs> no, no. We're ta well. I don't know. I love Starship, so maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. I actually, I just got back from uh, taking my dog for a a, a really long W A L K. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was a fun thing because it's, I can't say it out loud. I can't say the word because if I do, she freaks out and she'll run over here, but she might, you know, she might come over. Who knows? <laughs> What's up, Yash? How you doing today? Um, how was my day so far? Chicken popcorn. I love today. I love today. Today's good. I just need some water because I'm going to die over here. Um, I'm dying. I'm like sweating over here. And I got to figure out a way to cool down. So this, so today's show is going to be about everybody, right? So if you have questions, if you have ideas, I want to know. I want to know what you think, where we're going to land, you know, all, all this stuff, right? So we have an open discussion for everybody to participate in uh, about Starship, SpaceX's Starship, a gigantic rocket that will hopefully get my water hopefully be <laughs> there we go be sending people to mars at some point and we're maybe 2030s we're hoping uh my thoughts on rocket labs booster recovery trick i thought it was awesome man that's the way to do it i mean if you don't have a booster that can land vertically just drop that sucker in the ocean with a parachute grab that thing up refurbish it I think that was awesome. Uh, the more reusability, the better, I think. 
I think that's better. I think the more, more rockets that we can reuse, the more money we save. And we meaning like the whole space industry, the more money we save, which means the more money you can put into building more, more bigger ships, bigger things, better things. And we can do huge missions. If you're saving billions of dollars uh, from launches, because you don't have to build a new rocket every time, you know, and you make a little bit more money because you can reuse these things. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, so any reusability is good. I want to see the gnome burn. I know. I know. I know. I did too. The titanium uh, gnome Chomsky. I was waiting for that. But unfortunately, yeah, there's a few shots actually where he's just like, he's just chilling up in space. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. So I was, I was hoping, I was hoping to see that shot too, but unfortunately we didn't see it. Mel's here too. Neil, Mel, Neil, Debs. <laughs> Everyone just yell. <laughs> Everyone's yelling. Um, bigger ships, yes. We need big ships like Starship. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, we have a video on our channel, um, a Starship interior video, which we did with Neopork. And Neopork is an amazing, um, amazing, amazing 3D artist. And he graced us with his 3D renders of the interior of Starship. Right. So people will be um flying to mars basically on these starships and we want to uh highlight some of those uh the first deck basically like the launch deck and observation deck it's the first deck where everybody looks out the big window you know we've all seen the big window on starship right and we want to be in there and we want to we want to launch on there so we thought that was going to be like the most appropriate thing because it's the top too <laughs> work from the top down so that's what we're doing for our next video too, but I can't really disclose anything. Uh, Batista, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Almost 51,000. Yeah, it's growing. It's it's going pretty good, man. It's going pretty good. I'm excited about it. Neo has lent a huge hand in helping promote it and uh, just being being really good about the whole thing. And he's working with us on the next one. We have the next deck. I can't really tell you much about it, but it does involve people. That's all I can say. It involves it involves people, and these people will be, let's see, they're going to be doing human things. <laughs> I don't know how much we want to disclose yet, but I I want to kind of I want to kind of keep it up in the air until we figure out exactly. I mean, we we know we do have a plan, so we know exactly what's going on, but we don't know how much we want to give away yet. Um, is it safe to not have an abort system on Starship? uh so okay is it was it safe to not have an abort system on shuttle too you know you know it, it and you take the risk you know so it's probably it's not as safe right that's not as safe as having an abort system but i think you sign up and you know what you're going to get so i i mean I don't know if they're going to be able to launch without a human abort system, but maybe, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I don't think it's safe to not have one, but I also think it's, I, I, I also think like, how are you going to do it? You know, how are you going to make, let's see, let's, let's find a starship here. Um, let's go over here. I have a starship. Uh, there we go. Let's check this out. So here's SpaceX's 
take on the starship right this is their this is their website the starship so you have this thing at the top right this is what we this is what we designed already this part up here with the windows the, the old windows up here right up here so that's the part we designed way at the top look at this beautiful silver beast why can't it scroll up that's weird not scrolling. <laughs> oh, because it's as there we go. There we go. Then it has that top bar there. But the very top, I'm trying to get to the top, but they have their thing. So let's let's just like right up here, the top right there. Let's just use this one as an example. I mean, that's the only place. Or if this lid flops open, like where the windows are, that's the only thing I can think of to abort. You know? Like that's all I can think of. But I don't think that's even like rocket propulsion to open up the lid. I don't know. I don't think that's even a possibility. I don't think that's a possibility. So the the non-abort, it's. I think it's going to be a. Um, it's a scary situation in that point. But you got to trust the engineering. You got to trust the people that built the thing, and hopefully, you know, SpaceX can figure out a way to do it as safe as possible. They're going to do a lot of testing too. So, um, you know, I I don't think it's the safest idea to not have one but also eh, <laughs> you know what you're getting into right um do you trust do you trust a human doing the landing of a starship Ooh, yeah that's no <laughs> no i don't no the thing's huge the thing's massive absolutely massive there's no way there's no way anybody can land anything no one land no one has ever landed anything like that before not that big so you'd have to train somebody. Like you would be literally the first person to ever land that thing. It's going to be automated. It's going to be automated. It's got to be because you can't see where you, what is going to go on. Like you're going to have video. Like you're going to have monitors down there, right? You're going to have you're going to have cameras at the bottom. But once you get close to Mars, things are going to kick up and they won't be able to see anything. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's way way big. Um, uh, I think it has to be entirely automated with uh, automatic kickouts because otherwise someone will hit that button sooner or later and that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, somebody will just be like, you know, may maybe they're a little bit twitchy that day. Like, you're landing a gigantic rocket and you're on top of it. Like, you can't see. So it's, it's weird for a human to do that. Uh, autonomous, automated, yeah. 100%. There we go. Still calming down. Still cooling down from that WOK with the dog. It's kind of nice out today. Um, could they could they make the Starship break off of the booster and use its engines as an abort system? <laughs> they can all jump out, Blobby. Nice. They can all jump. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do at that point right like what are you gonna what are you gonna do if if super heavy right if super heavy something happens with that possibly i mean that could be the only abort system something happens with super heavy you detach from super heavy then you thrust yourself out of there so um i mean it's possible it's possible um yeah, so I mean that could be an abort system, could be part of it. But I mean if the if the actual starship itself is messed up, then what? You know, then there's no abort system for the starship. So 
Um, yeah, then what are you, then what are you gonna do? Um, Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. No legs for booster. Just land it precisely. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's pretty scary. So maybe there has to be legs, man. There has to be something under there. Maybe not like Falcon 9 legs because that's that's old school now, right? Like they don't, you know, maybe they're not going to flip out like Falcon 9's legs, but you know, they're going to they're going to have to have something like Blue Origins um, you know, the little peg legs, you know? Looks like little pirate legs on the bottom of their uh, of their booster. Bob Brink, hey, how's it going, man? To abort, you only detach the very top where the seats are. I mean, maybe if they so, if you think about this, let me let me grab a model. Real quick. You got these things. Right here. You got these models. Bohimso, B-O-H-I-M-S-O, supplies us with models. So that very top, you can't really see it, but up here is where the people are this thing right up here those are all window windows all windows right so maybe in this area right there right along that area this could separate maybe i don't know it seems and then you know these could be windows below there and i'm not sure it seems so yeah it seems like a seems like a tough sell for that though but i think it might be possible if they need to they'll design that but i mean for humans humans to live through that that's gonna be insane get up there understand little model guy starship um i saw the booster yeah neil i saw the booster yesterday the the leg how it's very tilted <laughs> it's very very tilted very tilted um so yeah that's that's another thing like do do those automated landing legs work all the time you want less parts right so you want less parts because you, the more parts you have, the more failure you can have. So having landing legs flop out like this, that's a lot of stuff to go wrong. So if there's little pegs at the bottom, uh, then you know maybe maybe that would work. I don't know. Or just the bottom of the rocket itself. Oh yeah, that's true. Upper tanks. Yeah, yes, you're right. You could use the mega draco that are used for a board on the engines to land on the moon and other dusty bodies huh mega draco i love that i love that they they use those terms that might i mean i don't know the abort system i don't think they're going to have one to be honest with you a rash hello oh you're okay you're okay man happy you're here so let's let's talk about this who's going right who's who's going on the first missions to Mars. Who do you guys think's going? Because I have I have my ideas, but I want to know what you guys think first. And then we'll we'll kind of discuss what's going on here. Who do you think's gonna go first? Do you think okay, let's give let's give it a couple options. We got uh NASA or internationally trained astronauts. That's why I have ESA, JAXA, and NASA and SpaceX at the bottom there. Because ESA 
JAXA, NASA, all trained astronauts? Or do you think SpaceX will have their own astronaut training facilities and have their own astronaut certification program? And they won't need NASA and they won't need JAXA or ESA. Do you think they're doing it on their own? Um, sorry, I'm uh, super, super hot. Um, Draco-like engines are planned for moon missions so they can land with less dust. Yeah, and they have it, they're uh, kind of at the top there. We have another model. Look at this. Boosters right up. I don't know if you can see that. Moon Starship boosters up there. Hmm. Would be a nice idea. Shoot them down. Plus these, these little guys to uh, for reentry. So these little guys. Yeah, these little guys. These little engines at the bottom. Those little guys. <laughs> Holy cow. Those guys. Um, NASA will have, or SpaceX will have their own stuff probably to be more private and do whatever they want. You think both engineers and scientists will go, Bob? Yeah, who's going? I don't know. Uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, you know, and and if SpaceX goes to private astronauts, right? You have to certify them with somebody, right? Usually. Uh, a bunch of government bodies you have to certify those people with in order for astronauts to launch. Um, so they have to go through that rigorous program of training these astronauts, training these people um, to actually do these things. So um, they could use, it could be all of the above. Like a couple of people from NASA and the rest of them being from SpaceX. So what do you think, T-Chick? Like a, like a pilot, co-pilot, you know, uh, you know, number two kind of thing. Um, and then they'd have the other people as just like regular people that, you know, got up, like got up a bunch of money, like 250,000, 300,000, a million bucks, whatever to launch, <laughs> to launch themselves to Mars. How would I also, how is that? How insane is that, that we are actually having a real discussion about this and like, this could be a thing. Like this could literally be a thing in our lifetimes. Like, how crazy of a discussion is it that this is actually, like, this might happen? That's insane. Uh, Robbie Dubs, what's up, man? Yeah, it's insane. It's so awesome. It's so awesome, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a mix uh, for, the, for the first people. Kyle, are we talking about the first ship or, like, in the first X amount of time? What's the scope? So... First, we're going to send cargo. Of course, we're going to send cargo. We're going to send living you know, like habitats. We're going to send um, the stuff before the people get there because they're going to need that stuff to live. Um, but then, who's going to go first? Like, who's going to who's going to land or who's going to launch first? You know, first human mission to Mars. Let's just say that. Um, Blobby, I am I'm doing all the SpaceX missions this weekend. Starlink and uh, Sentinel. You think engineers, T-Chick? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to have highly trained, um, very highly trained people to go to Mars first. You know, they have to be the best of the best. I think they have to be the best people that can get the job done. Rabbit dubs, rabbit dubs. I think we need we need to send amazing engineers because if something goes wrong with Starship, you gotta fix it. You gotta fix it mid-flight. If you you know, you need have to have an amazing pilot because if something goes wrong, well, the uh, the systems 
are taking care of the flight and some like the systems abort somehow you have to have somebody there who can manually take over which is weird because it'll probably be touch screens so how do you fly how do you fly a spaceship with touch screens too that's weird um that, that just seems weird like there's no joystick or anything like that maybe there will be a joystick on this one i don't know um but i i'm assuming you know as you can see from our uh, first video we're doing all touch screens so far um it's going to be like uh crew dragon so as far as i know as far as i know as far as i've been as far as i've seen so far um everyone thinks it's going to be touch screens and everything's going to be automated uh first 16 people i'd say they can build stuff if we're sending materials over we need people to put it together yeah engineers put stuff together yeah landing pads um domes for people to live in so we need people that can build facilities for people you know maybe there's going to be something like a bigelow um inflatable habitat for people and you might need if the if the robots don't do it you know if it's not automated you need somebody you know or if it breaks if it was automated and it breaks you need somebody to walk over there put on the put on the eva suit walk over there with a wrench and some oil and like tick, 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 you know fix it up <laughs> because that's that's how you fix something on mars with a wrench and some oil <laughs> uh iss astronauts are trained on every part of the station it will be the same with mars missions i think neil i agree with you i totally agree with you i think everybody needs to know how everything kind of functions and you can be an expert at one thing but also no other thing so you could be like the swiss army knife of astronauts uh wilton hello from new york uh welcome from brazil maybe a 3d printer to test out that would be awesome it would be pretty cool to have you know some science experiments to begin with to start with because uh 3d printing engineering experiments i should say not science but if you can 3d print something with materials that you find in situ on mars that would be amazing you also think botanist agriculture will get multiple seats in a really big deal oh yeah so that's another thing like how how do you eat on your way? How do you eat on your way? It's going to be sustainable farming on there. There's going to be water, um, you know, shipped with you. How do you create water? You know, those are other questions we'd have to ask, you know, and that's for the trip. Those are in future videos. So we're going to be putting out videos like that about Starship and, you know, like, how are these things going to be possible? You know, what what's possible for humans to do on the way there? How will they be living and how will they be cultivating um you know um food on the way there because you can't bring everything with you it's super heavy um what about having two boosters and a starship on top like the space shuttle kind of or like a falcon heavy you just put a falcon heavy and just put people on top of it um you need you need engineers to help setting up for future folks to come these people are going to be insane by the way i couldn't even imagine how crazy these people are going to be in the good way right so these are going to be like absolute studs of people like all over the board like they're going to be the biggest heroes ever for humanity like a starship heavy that would be pretty sweet right falcon heavy but you'd have a starship on top so it's something like this watch this this, this will be kind of cool okay so falcon heavy falcon heavy bohimso b-o-h-i-m-s-o on etsy and then so we got the falcon heavy and then we could put put this one on top so it would be something like this something like this maybe a couple boosters on the side 
three boosters and then we got the starship on top might look something like that might be kind of cool yeah let's take a look at that <laughs> i mean it might be kind of it's a it's a cool idea i thought about that i was i was uh look i was doing some research guys i just want you to know i was doing some research i wasn't playing with toys i was playing i was doing some research okay and I did that before, and I thought it was funny. So that's why you guys <laughs> just wanted you guys to share that. It was research, okay? So I'm a grown man. I don't play with toys. <laughs> with with three super heavies and one starship. Holy, that would be insane. That would be insane. Water will be recycled, yes. Uh, of course. My headphones are so awesome. Thank you. These are, what are these? Uh, I can't remember what, what model they are. What are they? Logitech something, right? Am I right? No, Steel Series something. Some Steel Series. I forgot which ones they are, but thank you. I think they're fun. And they have like the cool RGBs, man. I like I literally never see the RGBs. So I don't know why why I got RGBs on my headphones. It's like I ever see them. You're doing it, Simple Rock, it's nice. Blobby, you should you should post that on your channel. Blobby has a channel. Quentin has a channel on YouTube. The Arctis 5. There we go. Yep. Mel, you're right. You have the same ones. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of them. Um, super, super, it would be like super heavy, super, super, super heavy starship heavy. Um, yeah. So, and then, you know, we can't, what kind of amenities are you going to have? Where are you going to sleep? Those kind of things. You got to think about that before you go to a whole other planet. Like, you're not just going to go to, like, Vegas and go gambling, right? You're not going to go there and, like, go stay at a hotel, go gambling, and have, like, a blast with all your friends, and then, like, jump in your car, jump in a jet, and go home. You're going to be there. Like, you're going to be... This is it. That's it. The Monk, how you doing? The Ultra Heavy, yeah. So, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, so there's a... F and there's also a few places... So... On their way there, they have to. There has to be human, right? So you can't have a sterile kind of hospital, you know, utilitarian. We have to make this thing into a human habitat, because you know, Starship when it lands, you're not just going to get out of Starship and go like, you know, in onto Mars surface and live on the Mars surface right away. Habitat gets you there. So this is basically this rocket is basically shipping like. A, a, like an apartment building, basically, um, to Mars, right? So you have 16 people, 16 apartments, basically, um, small apartments, mind you, but they're going to be shipping that to Mars and you have to have everything you need. Uh, so you have like the corner store. So you have like, you know, your, your garden that you're growing stuff in. Possibly you have your food stores lower, you have water, you have all the necessities, but it also has to feel human. So it has to be, you know, um, has to be comfortable for these people to go there. And that's why, you know, the the process of people getting there is important too. Um, what fellows here are seen as a concept that these things will only be used in space is literally your safe home until you get back to Earth, period. Kyle, I agree with you. Now, now, mind you, this is a different thing too. Check this out. Elon Musk just tweeted. Um, I want to show you guys this because this is this is important too. Where will they land and what will they do when they land? 
this is just from the 18th of November, and that is two days ago. Elon tweeted, so Astronomium said, when people arrive on Mars, would the planet already be terraformed or would people have another way created by SpaceX to survive on the red planet? And then Elon Musk says, life in glass domes at first, eventually terraformed to support uh, life like Earth. And then several studies show that terraforming Mars is not possible with current technologies. What will a SpaceX uh, do to reverse this in the future? Elon says terraforming will be too slow to be relevant in our lifetime. However, we can establish a human base there in our lifetime. At least a future spacefaring civilization discovering our ruins will be impressed humans got that far. So he wants us to live in glass domes. You know, a starship, of course, you get that's your habitat. Um, but you also have glass domes. Like you can you can get out of your starship, walk over to this glass dome, or dock with the dome, you know, and then traverse into this dome, and then you have a little bit more space you can walk around in, which will be awesome. Um, they won't be able to play online games on Mars or on the journey since the latency will be too much unless they play online together in the same ship. So they could land party it. Maybe they land party it. Send tunneling machines and 3D printers for habitats. And yes, land starships as early habitats. Glass domes will have to be filtered out radiation. Glass domes would let radiation in. I, yeah. Um, what if it's a, a specialized glass that is radiation proof? Is there such a thing yet? I know they have, um, what is it? Transparent aluminum? So is that a thing? Glass domes don't sound like they have enough gravity for babies. Um, I think, I mean, I think the the babies would be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor though, so what am I saying? I have no idea. I, but the gravity, I mean, we don't know though. That's the other thing. Like, we don't know. We have no idea. Um, those are interesting. They must have a concept on how to blow major bubbles like that. Sounds amazing to me. Either that or it's going to be like the, you know, uh, a webbing with glass, you know, you know, like a, a structure and then glass windows, basically. Um, where will Starship fit that drop or that uh, that lift to drop cargo down? I don't see any space that big in Starship now. I know. So that that was another thing. Look at. OK, so so on my list, look at this way down at the bottom of my list the hatch right the hatch so let's talk about that for a second the hatch how do people get out of starship so i'm going to show you with one of my other models here so this is moon starship because it has a hatch right and the hatch is way up here way up here and they have to traverse this whole area from there all the way down to the bottom with a crane so basically on a pulley system this hatch opens and then they get lowered down like an elevator. Does that seem ridiculous to you? The hatch is way up here. That far up. Like three quarters of the way up this rocket. It doesn't make any sense to me. I always complain about the hatch. I'm the I'm the, the hatch guy. So what we're what we're speculating is that possibly the hatch would be around there, about the the US flag on this model. So another hatch, another um you know, another crane sort of uh, elevator kind of style, you know, and 
it's going to be big. You know, they don't, they probably won't bring a rover with them the first time. Those will be other ships that go there before them. Um, you know, thanks so much for all the new subs, guys. I appreciate it. Um, Walking Cedar 2006. Thanks so much for that. 40 meters. Yeah. So why do they have the hats that high? I don't get it. I mean, there's things underneath it. You know, there's there's other. I mean, could we could we move the hatch down? Maybe in one of our future videos, maybe we can do an experiment where what would happen if we put the hatch down lower? Because why is it so high? <laughs> you know, why is it so high? And I know there's stuff in between the top and the bottom, right? There's fuel and all that stuff. But can we lower it like two levels? Would that be okay? Like, come on. Could we live? Okay, so could we like live from the top? So can we live up here? Can we live in this area from here to like here, please? And then put the hatch down here. Would that make sense? Would that make sense? Because then you don't have as far to fall. I'm afraid of heights too. So that's why I'm freaking out about this. I'm like, yo, if I get on that hatch or if I open up that hatch and I see that hatch open and then I know there's an ele elevator there that's safe. I, I would hold I would freak out. Like I would probably make it to Mars fine because I know that I'm in a ship and I'm okay, and I can't see anything outside, really. I could see, see, uh, you know, I could see space, but I wouldn't see the ground, which is okay, which is totally fine. But if I'm that high up, and I'm, like, on this thing, and I have, I would, I would tether myself in, and I would hold on, and I would close my eyes, and just wait till we hit the ground. <laughs> it's so high up. <laughs> it's so high up. Elon giving coaster rides to astronauts even before they land on Mars. Right. It's like it. It's like not only did you have like the craziest, craziest experience in your life or of any human, literally any human ever, the craziest experience of any human ever, but you also have to get to Mars. And if you do that successfully, you have one more challenge and that's to go down this freaking elevator. Holy cow. 80% of the rocket is fuel. Yeah. Well, they have to rearrange that because I'm not going, I'm not going on that elevator. I'm just saying. Uh, X7 Studios, thanks for that sub. I'm with you. I do not like being on top of windy high buildings at all. Kyle, so I'm a snowboarder, right? I'm a snowboarder. And lift, like ski lifts, scare me to death. So I have to make a trade-off. So I get, like, the darkest goggles that I can get, and I close my eyes, and I just hold on, and I just sit there until it's done. And I just kind of, like, meditate until I'm at the top. And you can kind of tell because you can hear the, the lift spinning at the top. And I just kind of like, wait, I'm like, okay, it's going to be over in five minutes. I'm okay. Or whatever. And I just close my eyes. <laughs> um, so I don't know that it's impossible to set it down sideways, just a matter of time. So that was another thing. I want to get to that sometime. Um, the So the first Mars colony, we kind of went over that. Glass domes, Mars builders, we went over that as well. The first people that go there will probably be builders. And then Starship as a Habitat is at the bottom. And we'll get back to that in a second. But I want to I want to talk about um, where they're going to land, too. Because how many, you know, how many places do we know? Um, are we, do we know of so far that, uh, that we can land, like where we can land, right? So... About halfway down this article, landing spot. Basically, this is a popular science article that I found. Um, where are we going to land on Mars? Are we going to go there to find water? Of course we are. Uh, local resources 
in situ resource utilization um, depend lar uh, so um, life for astronauts on Mars will depend largely on making use of materials already on the red planet um, in situ utilization. The most important resource that astronauts hope to find on Mars is water. Right there is water, which is useful not only for drinking, but also as radiation shielding and as fuel when it is split into hydrogen and oxygen. The cost of bringing water from Earth to Mars is quite expensive. So basically, uh, they gotta find they gotta find water on Mars, and uh, there may be five sources of water on Mars: sheets of ice, water-rich hydrated uh, minerals, underground aquifers, seasonal flows of water, technically known as recurring slope lineage, and atmospheric humidity. So those are, those are a few things that people have to worry about when they get there. Like, how are they going to drink water? Because you're going to run out eventually. Like, you can only uh, uh, recycle water so many times, right? And then it's all gone. So you do have a bunch of water in your starship. And, of course, gonna, there's going to be cargo tankers that send things there. Um, but... You got to find it because eventually people are going to run out. I mean, they can always ship more water, but how much does that cost? Um, Spaceflight Industries, that's a good question. Starlink, how much does it cost? 500 bucks for the dish or for the for the hardware and then 100 bucks a month. Um, also, Raptors on the bottom might break down since the debris from the Martian soil might get into the Raptor engine and maybe damage them like on what happened to SN8's Raptor. Yeah. What if something kicks up? What if a big old rock, you know, you're landing, big old rock kicks up and just smashes through your Raptors, right? It's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Um, what if SpaceX used a Starship to make Endurance Station like Interstellar movies? So it's used... A lot of starships to make artificial gravity and dump a lot of fuel and food, etc. Huh. That's interesting. I love Interstellar, man. What an amazing movie. What an amazing movie. I loved that movie. Uh, I was watching this thing the other night about the Tesseract, the very end, where he's in like that, the bookcases. Do you remember that part? Spoiler alert. Uh, the movie's old, though, so go watch it. Um, but they were, he was explaining how it was edited. And I was, I watched the movie. And I was like, okay, how is this even like, I, I kind of got it, but then I watched the, I watched the like behind the scenes of it. And I was, I was blown away by the design choices they made for this thing. Um, it's insane. It's insane. So if you've never seen Interstellar, please do yourself a favor and watch it. I think it's on every streaming platform. IS the ISS recycles 90% of its water. Yes. Uh, and then you lose 10%. So that's okay. You lose 10%, but also there's more people that are going to be coming to Mars too. So, you know, as far as we know, it's going to be, you know, it's what Elon wants is constant people going back and forth from Earth to Mars. So uh, we got to find it in situ just in case. Like that's the other thing too, is just in case, just in case, because you have like the ISS is relatively safe compared to, well, very safe compared to a trip to Mars. So if anything happens, you can be like, hey, we just lost all our water. And then, you know, you contact Mission Control and they say, okay, well, jump in a ship and come back down. So you have to be able to either make it on Mars or huge amounts of cargo ships have to send it to Mars before and during 
the duration in case something happens as a backup plan because you got to have a backup plan for something like that um, as an explorer you know you got to have those things in place or you're not going to make it back um, so this also comes up with like okay so where do they land right do they land on the water ice do they land on places like you know um where they found uh the water the water um the seasonal water so uh equator or elsewhere one of the main dividing lines between scientists at the workshop will be whether they propose human missions either near the equator or at higher altitudes one of the primary advantages of landing at high altitude is easy access to water especially in the northern plains we know that there is water ice within the uppermost meter of the surface awesome which means that astronauts won't have to dig deep onto the subsurface since this ice is fairly pristine it also means that they won't need to exploit a large region to get enough water to support a human crew furthermore i think the water ice is potentially an important science target it may preserve a record of the martian climate from the time when it was deposited sort of like how we can use the ice cores on earth to learn about our planet's climate history and it might even contain evidence for either past or present life that would be insane right so that would be insane how cool would it be okay so how cool of a mission would this be if we actually sent people to mars like one we send people to mars and it's successful what also what if we sent um support missions first right so we sent all the stuff first that's a huge win for humanity right we sent a bunch of tankers a bunch of food maybe a habitat um, somebody mentioned landing a starship sideways also you know landing it but then like tilting it over could that be a thing in the future could we live in a sideways uh starship um so what you know is that is that a possibility for the future you know starship as a habitat um vertically yes so we're working on um an equator uh, equatorial zone just like earth might have direct sunlight and we'll have more direct sunlight per year which is amazing we need that we need sunlight as humans go outside people go outside please we need sunlight that's this concept for human mars exploration utilizes nuclear energy as a main power source but many small outposts and devices will need to be solar powered so you need you need the sun the best sites uh basically what they say here is wherever we've sent rovers so far you need a place to land that's flat and that's already explored so the flatness of these places is important so wherever we have like the spirit rover um was a goose goose gusev craver crater um curiosity a gale crater uh etc so we know those places are okay to land and that they've been scouted out for you know decades so they have plans they already have plans in the works um gale crater there you can see a major transition in mars geological history between wet mars and dry mars it's also low altitude so there's more air to cushion there giving an advantage to landing so if you land high you don't have as much cushion because there's less air up here so this much air compared to this much air this much breaking that much time to break or this much time to break so you want to land someplace low right so that's why gale crater is good want to land someplace low so you have more time to break um so yeah we we kind of you know we're we're good 
there's a bunch of places that they can land. And they're still working on that too. Um, need to send a rover with a blade and stuff on it to do leveling and other work before we get there. So are there places that are super level? You know, Gale Crater, of course, like they had the bouncy, remember the bouncy rovers? Where they landed them with balloons? That was insane. And then they had the sky crane too. The sky crane was insane. Um, yeah, that was that was an insane, insane maneuver. But it worked. Propulsive landing for the sky crane. And that was, it's pretty flat. But like, uh, I forgot who said it before, but you land someplace, it has to be without debris. No big boulders. It has to be flat as possible and no other stuff around. Because if you land and there's a boulder nearby and you kick up some sort of propulsion at it and it breaks that rock and that rock flies back at your starship and damages your starship, you know, it's possible game over, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's the there's the possibility that they have to they have to find a place that's very flat and possibly already used before. Um, what's up with the logos at the bottom? These are the people that um, could possibly help SpaceX get to Mars. Um, so clouds on Mars are sometimes localized and can sometimes cover entire regions, but have not yet been observed to cover the entire planet. The clouds consist of water, ice condensed. Nice. Yeah. So also Mars weather. You have to think about that when you're, when you're launching and landing, you know, is there, is there giant windstorms as you're landing? It's possible. I mean, there's, there's weather on earth. There's weather on Mars. We've all seen The Martian, right? If you And also, if you haven't seen The Martian, it's a great movie. Um, how great it would be if, Mars, if SpaceX got Perseverance to film the Starship land. Dude, that would be cool. That would be really cool. I would freak out. I would freak out. Um, also, Starship as a habitat. We kind of went over that uh, earlier on. But basically, you have to have the same Starship that you launched with when you land it. You're going to be living in that thing probably for a while until they figure out how to make a habitat out of glass bubbles, like Elon said. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a thing, right, that you have to worry about, you know, how, where are you going to land? Where are you going to live when you land? Glass domes, of course, but also you can live on Starship still until you get more fuel to come home. Because you're going to burn up a lot of fuel on your way. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no, Neil. Oh, no. Let's see what this is. <laughs> is... <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is... This is Neil. This is... What would you call this, Neil? What are you going to name this monstrosity? Oh, this is not a monstrosity. This is from Neo. This is from Neo Pork. Is this the ultra heavy that we're talking about here? <laughs> this is the ultra heavy. Remember when we were talking about that earlier? Let me move this down a little bit here. The ultra heavy. I think that's what we were talking about. The ultra heavy. <laughs> Dude, look at th that. Looks insane though, doesn't it? Oh, you put it together from Neo's render of Super Heavy. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so there we go. 
little collab there between Neil and Neo. Neil and Neo. This is the ultra ultra heavy? Okay, the ultra heavy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> I like that the fins at the bottom just kind of cross over too. That's amazing. That's a thick boy right there. That's insane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful work. I like. Th there's actually is that venting at the top too? Did you put that venting in there? Or was that on there before? Because either way, I think that's venting, or it's a reflection of a cloud. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe you could clear out 50 miles to launch this monster. This is amazing, by the way. Um. Oh, that's Neo's venting. Okay. I was like, dude, if you put venting on there too, it's like a little added extra. Um, you'll make it in Simple Rockets, but I'll probably download someone else's Starship and add two Super Heavies. Dude, I... So uh, in Kerbal, I had a Starship. I found a Starship uh, Starship mod, and I launched it, a Super Heavy Starship mod, and I launched it just to see if it would work. Um, but the... It, it pretty much almost crashed my Kerbal, like, every time. Like, there's so many pieces to this thing that my Kerbal would just, like, freeze up. And I have a beefy, like, I have a I have a gaming rig that, like, can play every game on, like, Ultra. So, like, it shouldn't do that. But it did. So I'm, I got to find a, a Starship mod that's actually really good. So if anybody has a Starship mod for Kerbal that's really good... Uh, I think that'd be really, really nice if you could land, uh, send a link in chat because, or just let me know what it is because I would like to take a look at it. And I actually got it to launch one time. I turned the graphics all the way down and like shut everything else on my computer off. Um, all my Chrome tabs were off and like all my music was off. Everything was off. And I just kind of like, I went for it and I launched it up and I got to like, I got to orbit, which was nice. And then it was uh, I just actually, you know, I went, I got to orbit, then I had to go do something, so I just let it go for a while, and then it deorbited and, you know, crashed, but <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I was like, late at night, I was like, oh, it's like midnight, but I got, I want to play a game, I don't know what I, what I want to play, and then I just did that, I orbited it. Um, I can make a Starship with two extra super heavy boosters, but my phone would break. Samsung 10, or S10, I thought it was Samsung, Samsung $10, I was like, that's a cheap phone in the good way. Like get what you can. That's awesome. Right. Guess what happens if they land on a slightly tilted surface? How does the crane work? Right. The hatch, the crane, how does it work? You're not going to land. You're not going to. Yeah, exactly. Do I have anything to, to show that? Not really. I have a phone that might work. So this is what it's supposed to do come down pretty level right pretty level but if you're landing on a tilted surface you know what and you're on that thing going down the whole starship terrifying carry in hello welcome back can ultra heavy take us to proxima century faster than voyager one and two i hope so that'd be amazing to stick a bunch of people in there, stick like a thousand people in there. Maybe the crane will have a gimbal. Oh, that's a good idea. 
The MIDI Starship? I haven't heard of it. No. Um, MIDI Starship. Is that just for like, like a airplane kind of deal? I'll build a Starship super heavy with Falcon heavy boosters. That'll be awesome, dude. That'll be awesome. Where did I buy the rockets at? Um, Bohimso, B-O-H-I-M-S-O on Etsy. Um, they supply me with those rockets. They help out with the show a little bit. B-O-H-I-M-S-O, Bohimso. Mini Starship looks like the hopper. Oh, what would that even what would that even do? What's the purpose of that thing? Yeah, what what is the is there like a proposal for a purpose? Mini Starship con concept is in the Angry Astronauts. Oh, okay, I'll go over to check it out on Angry. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Angry's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah, check out that dude's channel, Angry Astronaut. Good stuff. Good dude. Good dude. So, all right, my friends. I am going to take off for today. Um I think we covered most of most of Starship today. Um so also I want to make sure that you guys know that we are working on the next um, the next Starship video. Right, so we already have the Starship interior that we've started. Uh, there was a, uh, it's the launch deck and observation deck where the windows are. So check that out on the channel. Uh, still growing. That's over 50,000 views on that. So I'm pretty happy about that. 51,000. Um, I enjoy your guys' company. I'm great. I'm very grateful that you're here. Um, I'm also very grateful for everybody who helped last night during the um return to sender launch thank you so much for all your donations it's really really helpful to those kids out there i'm gonna pretty much match your donations we're gonna give 100 bucks to the kids to the starship foundation to help the kids out uh kids in intensive care basically so thank you so much for that um we're gonna do that on tuesday of next week i, I think something like that so i'll screen share that screen capture that and do a donation and make sure you guys all know about that so uh, that'll be next week, so stay tuned for that. That might be on the Tuesday Twitch show. We have a Twitch show every Tuesday and Thursday at noon, so go to twitch.tv slash spacenewspod to do that. And it's similar to this, where we have an open discussion about, you know, whatever the topic is for the day. So I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't want to be the only guy talking, so I'm glad you guys are here. So um, another day. What are we talking about the, another day? Um, how about Starship Deep Space Variant? Yes, some other time, my friend. Some other time. Yeah, we're, that's there's some things. There's some things in the works. Let's just say that. So uh, next deck, can't tell you yet, but people are going to be happy when they're in that. And we're working on that right now with Neopork. And uh, yeah, we have some concepts and some stuff. So we're going to share some of that stuff if you're a member of the channel or if you're a member on patreon we're going to start sharing concept ideas with all you guys soon so look out for those and also a little bit on discord too so thanks everybody for hanging out thanks everybody for um just chilling today it's a friday 
it's beautiful outside if it's beautiful where you are please step outside and have some fun um it's gonna be winter soon so take advantage of the days that you got all right my friends i'm off take care of yourselves wear a mask wash your hands and also uh you know do something nice for somebody thanks everybody take care bye bye Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Okay, so why do people love my Total Body Bar workouts? Because they work. My clients get an amazing workout and great results. I'm Andrea Rogers, professional dancer and trainer, and my Extend Bar classes are fun, only 30 minutes, and proven to help you get sculpted, lean, and strong. And right now, you can stream my Extend Bar classes for free on the Beachbody On Demand app. See how effective these workouts truly are. Start for free today at Beachbody.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.